Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcasts and videocasts at thatcast.com. Oregon's cool in July. Remember when we all moved here and we right. were in July and we right. were like, oh, this is rad. And then 36 days of, of November straight rain later, you're like, oh, no, uh, Oregon's not as rad as I think it is. <laughs> that, that culture stems from that indoor mentality because you know what? There's some times when you do just want to hang out in your garage or your basement or work on your hobby. And I think that DIY mentality of the Northwest translates to what happened with the the craft beer industry. That's Glenn Wallace. He works at Asher David Brewing, and he's been a bar owner in the city of Portland for over 10 years. If anybody knows anything about the beer scene here in the Portland metro region and the Pacific Northwest, it's Glenn Wallace, kids. I'm going to ask him about some bars that people need to get to to experience and what are the hot seasonals coming up in the fall and winter. I'm going to ask him that and more. The Pacific Northwest Lifestyle Unleashed. It's Locals Only with Chop, presented by ThatCast Network. Oh, man, that tastes good. Yeah, it's Chop hanging out, locals only, and I am drinking a cold, frothy beverage in a what appears to be like a mother-in-law suite. You know, one of those one of those bedrooms that uh, are kind of, I guess, mini apartments that some houses and properties have, um, and... You know, we've we've got uh, some cold beers flowing here on this episode of Locals Only. Uh, Glenn Wallace is, uh, you know, an industry insider. We'll call him <laughs> that. What am I drinking? Uh, uh, actually, uh, Asher David Brewing. You're drinking a strong saison called Common Bliss. That's our uh, essentially our house. Uh, that's our house saison. House saison. Now, yes. what's a saison for for uh, those? A farm. You know what? I can I can sum it up really quick. Okay. okay. And I'm not a huge fan. To be honest with you, it's not a style that I'm particularly in love with. And I know a lot of people do. There's like a love hate relationship with saisons. But uh, basically, it, it's a farmhouse ale uh, in Belgium. They would start to ferment their beer outside. Stuff would start blowing around. They'd be like, we got to move it into someplace that's covered. So they'd move the beer into the farmhouse. And then essentially that's how it was named a farmhouse ale there. It could uh, be more evenly fermented and they could get uh, a, a more uh, a quality Saison uh, out of that beer, you know? So it, some people would just leave the beer out and then they end up with a sour and they have all kinds of w- weird ways of fermenting beer. But yeah, I, I, I hope that's a decent, you know, short description uh, of, of what a Saison or a farmhouse ale is. And it's usually uh, it's brewed with a Belgian yeast. Uh, it's uh, a, a a Belgian for dummies would be a blue moon. Okay, all right. Okay, so, but if you want to step it up from there, yeah, check out some of your local saisons. They're they're delicious. What I like about it, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not super hoppy. Nope. Like what you f- might find in some IPAs, which are classic bitter beer face beers. I don't like that. I don't want that. I like beers that are crisp, 
clean that kind of go and this is i'm going to say this and i mean it in the most endearing way possible but just suck it down like a lawnmower swill. Right. I want beer right. that I don't have to drink with a fork. Right. Well, actually, then you then you hate you hate the latest uh, uh, hazy trend or the New England uh, style IPAs. Have you had one? No, I don't you want it. I, I it's not my so, thing. I know, but for like, but for uh, New England has New England uh, has uh, 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 their own style of beer now. And it, it was funny because uh, if you're at a tap house or you're at a brewery and you're having, you're going to see a hazy and they've been, like I said, they've been around for about a year now and you're going to see them on your menu described as either a New England style IPA or a, a hazy IPA. And I'm looking at the uh, the menu boards and we'll get to the digital pour here in a second. You know, when you get, we'll get to those in, in a minute. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, so I see this New England style IPA and I, I, I'm like, you know, I lived in New England for nine years and I was like, um, I've never heard of a New England style IPA and it's relatively new. And all that a New England or a hazy is, is unfiltered IPA. That's it. That, that's, that is going to be... It's going to be hopped up. It's a hopped up, unfiltered IPA is what it is. And you're going to get all the hops up front. It's going to start hoppy. It's going to finish hoppy. And, and that's what that's what people are, are doing. That That's, you know, and, and this is and a bit, people, people, now people have like designated entire festivals to, you know, to just this variety of, of IPA. And, and it's, it's like I said, you think it would go away because we've seen so many different styles of IPAs come through. And now... Uh, uh, you see this one that's actually stuck around for a while. Now, if you haven't figured it out, we're talking beer today. <laughs> and uh, thanks again for tuning in to Locals Only here on the ThatCast podcast network. You can uh, subscribe at thatcast.com, download it, rate and review. Greatly appreciated. We're on iTunes. You can check us out on Spotify. But, uh, you know, last week, we talked about the culinary industry here in the Pacific Northwest, and I wanted to keep it in the food beverage arena for this episode and get into the beer culture, the brewing scene um, here in the Pacific Northwest. And joining us this week is uh, Glenn Wallace, who is the former owner of a bar uh, in southeast portland off foster called uh o'malley's he has moved on and glenn what are you doing now and i'm gonna call you wallace because uh, <laughs> i know you as wallace from way it. back in the day a lot of people but call uh me wallace. You, you sold the bar yeah what are you doing now uh, i'm actually in beer sales uh and uh i yeah so i i got you know, I got a territory. I'm working for a brewery that used to be called Awesome Ales. They've recently rebranded as Asher David Brewing and Cellar Works. And we are a gypsy brewer. And essentially what a gypsy brewer does is rents unused tank space uh, from uh, a brick and mortar uh, uh, brewery that, that isn't using that space. So, for example, uh, uh, we uh, were renting in 
tanks in Silverton and okay. brewing there, okay? But just recently, we signed a lease in Astoria at the old Astoria Brewing at where the, uh, the wet dog is. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So we're going to start brewing there October 1st. So we're a little more settled, at least for a year. We got a year lease there. So, and then... So that's what gypsy brewers do. It's it's guys who 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 want to brew that you know what that may not have the capital to you know buy tanks and find space and find investors, which is a huge deal. You know what with with some barley and some hops and some malt and uh, uh, some water and uh, some rented tanks, you know, and and a little you know a little perspiration and aspiration. You know, you, you have you have beer to to sell to people. So you know, so far so good. You know, it, it, people are receptive to it, even though uh, there's a there's a lot of craft beer out there. It, it's a, it's a tough market. Oh wow! There's and, and there's every once in a while, and it doesn't happen very often. But you actually hear about people pulling out of uh, the Portland market. You know, like No Lie from Spokane. You know, they were like, we can't. We, we can't, I mean, the it's beer's that, fine. It's and, that yeah, it's, and it's not really that the beer's bad, but it's like, here you are, you're trying to get, you're trying to get that slice of the pie in, 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 in the craft beer market in Portland. And, you know, from the outside looking in, if you think about a brewer who's in Camas or Boise or Spokane, thinking how you're going to, how you're going to puncture the, the, the Portland market and, and, and make a difference. It's tough. It's really, really tough. So, well, you know, it seems to be like, you know, you're enjoying that aspect of the career change. But, you know, obviously, not only you being a beer drinker, but for the many years that you owned and operated O'Malley's, your insight to the beer culture and brewing scene here in the Pacific Northwest is invaluable. That's why I wanted to have you on. And, the seasons turned. It went from summer to fall. Here in the Pacific Northwest, what are the hot fall beer trends right now? Uh, you know what? Going into going into fall and winter, of course, it's easy enough to say you're going to start seeing your your more porters. You're going to see more stouts, uh, but then you're going to see uh, uh, winter warmers. Okay, a winter warmer, dark, high ABV, nine percent. Be careful <laughs> if you drink more than two of them, <laughs> thinking that you're drinking regular beer. Uh, so you'll you'll see stuff that is now barrel aged. A lot of people like doing stouts in, uh, you know, barrel uh, uh, finishing their stouts and aging them in whiskey barrels. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I've read about that. So and I haven't. And some of them, it. some of them are delicious. The one that like the, 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 the very first one I had, and I thought that it was excellent was, uh, Anderson Valley, uh, got a hold of some wild Turkey bourbon barrels and, uh, aged that. And I think that's something that they do seasonally. So if you want to try, if you want entry level, you know, a, a barrel aged, a, a bourbon stout, I, I'd suggest that the Anderson Valley, I think it's, I think it's pretty good beer, but that's what they're doing. People are aging, you know, they're aging beer in, uh, uh, uh. Pinot Noir right. uh, barrels. They're aging beer in uh, uh, gin barrels. 
Um, so that, that's, you know, that's also a, a trend that's taken off a little bit, but come fall winter, that's when you're going to see, you're going to see the darker beers. You're going to see the, uh, the higher ABVs. So if you go to that office party this winter, just be careful <laughs> if, 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 if be careful of the barley wine and the 9% beers, because they'll, they'll treat you differently. Do IPAs still dominate the market even through fall you know what uh so uh according to because i i'm in sales now so i spend a lot of time in bars and and tap rooms and that's a huge that's a huge gee that's tough well i know it's it's a it's a huge but that that's a that's a and that's a newer thing all these tap rooms and and their business model but let's like for example okay um if i go down to uh, IBU on Beaverton Hills Day Highway. They have a they have a great they have a great beer menu. I, I want to say they have you know thirty beers on tap. Uh, one through ten are IPAs. So most places, okay, and I could be wrong, but f- from my own observation, uh, if you have twenty plus handles, and most places do now, a third of those are going to be. IPAs. Wow, a yeah. third. Yeah. And Every, that's, I mean, because and that's all yeah, year. It doesn't right. matter, like well, yeah. what the yeah, what I mean, the trends are, the seasonal trends. No, it's like that's what all all year round. Everybody, you know, everybody goes, you know, or. I thought the trend was going to die like five years ago. You know, I think we've talked about this in the right. past, and you know what? It just keeps coming. It's <laughs> I, just like okay, I, you're, IPAs, you know, and then then like I said, then there's a <laughs> there's a whole new style. Right, the, the New England IPA, and yeah. now oh, there's also uh, uh, I don't want to get too far off track, but now it looks like the next one is going to be a brute IPA, which is almost the exact opposite of a hazy. It's going to be it's going to be more clear, more effervescent, drier, uh, a little less hop note right up front. So look for look for that too. If you're looking at if you're going to your local, you know, uh, if you're going to your local tap room. Uh, look for look for a brute IPA if you want you know a more medium drinking IPA. All right, you're listening to locals only on thatcast.com. Check us out, download it, look, give a review, rate it, and subscribe. And uh, with us is beer aficionado, mm-hmm. former bar owner here in the Pacific Northwest, and now he's in sales, Glenn Wallace. Um, He's joining us on the podcast, giving us some great insight. You know, you alluded to the average bar tap room. They've got about 20 or so taps. How challenging is it to get space from a brewer, from a brewer's standpoint that, oh. that needs exposure, that wants to get into bars? What, what's that challenge like? Well, you know what? Finding space. And if you look at it, uh, you know, almost everybody, you know, Breakside, Hub, all these places have their own tap houses and it's a brilliant model. Uh, Basecamp is another one. Uh, pull up a food truck. All you have to do is, is is serve beer. You have a tavern license, no hard liquor, and it's it's a and that's why they're popping up everywhere because the 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 business model is if you look at a bar, okay, I got a full bar, on premise liquor license, uh, my liquor license is twice as much, okay, and I have to have I have to have five meals, 
according to the OLCC, I have to have five uh, square meals on my menu that include a wow. protein and a starch and a green. Okay, <laughs> really? So, and, and supposedly that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, so if you so all of a sudden you and this is why it's a good business model because you've eliminated overhead. You have no kitchen staff. You're basically letting some guy in a food truck uh, take care of your your, your food yeah, just sales. Just pour for beer. You. Or let people bring in, there's a Thai place next to your tap house. Great. You can have, all, you know what? I'll call the Thai place for you and order your food, you know, which some places so, do. So you could okay. technically get around having food oh, if by you, being in a, like a, like a food truck pod. Let, yeah. Let, and, yeah. and you have, because there are other food options yes. around, you don't have to do that. Yes. It, like if you, if you that's own. That's brilliant. Yeah. So let, that's why, that's why like beer porches at 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 food cart pods are popular now because of the low overhead it's like okay well i've got i'm surrounded by 12 food carts you know uh, you know what maybe you it's like give out free pretzels and peanuts but for instance the the company you work for the brewer the brewing company you yes. you sell for yes how, what are the challenges like i mean you're going out there well, you're you're trying to get your beer right in local establishments and these local establishments look they are look they've got all right some of the big oh, domestics dude, eight and of then me, eight of me have already come in this week you know right, what i mean yeah so you know, they're like oh it's, it, it's these guys you know what it, 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 it's it, it it's super hard because and i know from buying beer for 11 years that you know what i'm really not even going to talk to you until i see you for like the third time how consistent are you? You know, do you believe in your product? Are you going to be the guy who I'm dealing with, you know, before, you know, because a lot of times it's some 21 year old kid who thinks he's like, Hey, I'm working for a beer company, man. This is easy. But you know what, when you're starting with a product from scratch, you know, and you're going from bar to bar to try to convince these and you're, you're, you're having impromptu tastings with people. You're trying to track down the, the buyer who you, sh you show up on Tuesday, but they come in Thursdays at three, but you need to be in Hillsboro at three, but they're down in Forest Grove at three and you're juggling stuff like that. So you know what? It, it, it is hard, but ultimately the, there's just, there's a ton of competition out there because a lot, a lot of people are, are brewing beer. Is your country embarrassed at the end of every summer Olympics after the medal count is tallied? Are you tired of being beaten out every summer games by superpowers, China and the United States? Is your country the butt of Olympic jokes? If you answered yes to any or all of these questions, it's time your country's government called Precious Metals Inc. We are the creators of the now famous Olympic blueprint to success that is used by Russia, China and the United States. The blueprint explains how your government can leverage tax taxpayers' dollars to build state-of-the-art athletic facilities, cost-cutting fashion tips, which include having your country's Olympic uniforms fabricated in sweatshops in third-world countries, and an exclusive tutorial on how to bully other nations. Our most recent client, Great Britain, saw its medal count go from 47 in Beijing to 65 in London. The Summer Olympic Blueprint to Success is available now for a limited time for only $10 million. First 10 countries that purchase the blueprints receive a free video on how to teach an athlete to celebrate after winning Olympic gold. Call now at 1-800-OLYMPICS. We do accept collect calls from Cyprus, Algeria, and Finland. That's 1-800-OLYMPICS. Call now. Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcast and videocasts at ThatCast.com. Now, back to CHOP on everything from bourbon to bicycles on Locals Only.
Welcome back, locals only. Download us, thatcast.com. Download the podcast. All right. Rate it, review it, subscribe, kids. Do it. Hashtag do it. Chopper here hanging out, drinking a Saison uh, at Wallace's place, talking beer. Is there anything more Pacific Northwest than chilling, talking beer? I think not. No. Exactly. Now, what is it about Portland and the Pacific Northwest that makes it such a great beer-centric region? You know what? My non-scientific explanation for that is similar to why the Pacific Northwest has good rock and roll bands. It's just like if you didn't play an instrument, you were probably brewing beer or growing weed. Is that right? Yeah, no. So it's like, what are we going to do? It's like, maybe we should just brew some beer. You know, it's like, because I can't play guitar, so we find something to do. But I, I think the I, I think the culture and I think the Northwest uh, indoor culture, even though we've got a very abundant outdoor culture, as we know, in the Northwest, <clears throat> and people do like to get out. But, you know, let's remember that uh, it's Oregon's cool in July. Remember when we all moved here and we right. were in July and we right. were like, oh, this is rad. And then 36 days of, of November straight rain later, you're like, oh, no, Oregon's not as rad as I think it is. <laughs> so I, I think that, you know, I, I think that, that that culture stems from that indoor mentality because you know what? There's sometimes when you do just want to hang out in your garage or your basement or work on your hobby. And I think that that, that, that DIY mentality of the Northwest translates to what happened with the, the craft beer industry. Cause I think a lot of people were like, Oh, this is cool. I like doing it. People like the end result of what I'm doing. And then, uh, uh that, then it, it kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, festered uh, from there, and that's that's what we have right now. You know, and 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 you know what? And when now when you travel, now when you travel, you you go to other cities now that you have kind of emulated, uh, you know, what Bend and what Portland are doing. Even Seattle, to a certain extent, you go to uh, San Diego or a Boston or a Washington DC. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, okay, well, who's brewing? You know, it's almost, you can use it as a, as a map, as you go, I went to Tahoe a couple weeks ago, you know, it was like, okay, well, who's brewing beer? And you know what, unfortunately, uh, there's not very good beer in Lake Tahoe. Which is odd. I, you know what you think? And, and people are brewing beer and it's not bad. And I gave like the overall, craft beer brewers in Lake Tahoe, I gave them a B minus. But then again, we're spoiled in Oregon. Right. And that, that, that plays into the culture too, is here we are. It's like, you know, we grew up, you know, we, we grew up drinking craft beer. If you grew up in Portland, if you grew up in Seattle, you know, you were introduced to, you know, craft beer as, as, as part of, you know, your beer drinking, your beer drinking history. And, so it's we're spoiled when we travel because we've set a bar here and you go to places and you try their beer and you're kind of like, eh, it's okay. But it's okay in Tahoe because between California, 
you can get the the the, the awesome views of the lake make up for the, yeah. the beer that's not so good. <laughs> the lack of and beer, then, and then going and 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 being able to uh, gamble to on the Nevada side makes up for uh, the lack of quality beer. Which I can see, but still something that is challenging to me and I don't understand is if the the beer market is so um, it's tight. I mean, you have to be not only brewing amazing beer, but, you know, timing, luck, getting yourself noticed, branding, getting in a bar, getting on a few taps uh, in the Pacific Northwest. If it's if the competition is so stiff. And there's other places in the United States where you could clean house, so to speak. Right. Why wouldn't you uh, go to a Lake Tahoe? Why wouldn't you oh, go right. to, you know, why wouldn't you go to Denver and, and some of these other places knowing what you know coming from the Pacific Northwest? And it's like people that, that, that brew coffee, that make coffee, that roast their own beans, that do, you know, craft coffee. Right. Uh, being in the Pacific Northwest is, it's the same. Right. It's super challenging. Right. And it seems like you would have more opportunities uh, going into different markets. You know, it's, but then I think a lot of people, one, it's proximity. It could be where they're living. Okay. They still see it as a fertile market. And then again, if you're going to, if you're going to make, if you want to make beer, don't like, wouldn't you want to be recognized amongst the elite in Portland? True. Okay. It's just like, okay. Yeah. You, you know what? Maybe you could, you, you could, maybe you could go to, uh, to Lake Tahoe. Okay. But then again, do you really want to, is that where you want to live? You know, is that the market that you want to conquer? Uh, so I think a lot of these brewers are looking at Portland as, you know, this is the this is the gold standard uh, of of a uh, a brewing market, and and people are still open to new breweries and trying new beers and trying new styles that they're that they're willing to uh, they're willing to 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 you know fight for that slice of the pie. You travel as a sales uh, in beer sales now. What are some of the hot bars in Portland that are really, you know, doing it right, right. and well, offering a great atmosphere as well as uh, really good choices in craft beer? I can talk about I can talk about the West Side and starting with uh, uh, downtown. Uh, I'm a fan of, uh, the new rogue. Okay. Well, it's new to me cause I hadn't been there. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, the one in, uh, on, uh, what is it? Uh, Morrison and ninth. That's right. Okay. Yep. And, and, and you know what? And, and the, 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 I'll, I'll, I give them credit because they have a nice space. They have decent food. Um, they have, uh, 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 it's just it's experimental too and okay. they so you go there and you're going to get maybe four taps of stuff they're like hey this is our experimental you know try this they have you know unique stuff on nitro um my other one is uh downtown um for straight up beer baileys uh they do a good job uh and that's right down by uh, mary's club so it's it's convenient for that too, um, but they so you can double dip. Yeah, they so they do the, downtown. They do a good job, and then uh, a lot of times, you know what I've uh, 
I, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time like in the Western burbs where I haven't, you know, my, the, the almost 20 years that I've lived in Portland, you know, spent a lot of my time in Southeast Portland, downtown Portland, uh, uh, you know, Southwest where I live, um, but spent very little time in Forest Grove. Hillsboro, you know, Tigard, uh, Tualatin. Uh, have you ever been to Gaston? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I've driven through Gaston. Right. There's I've two, never spent yeah, there's, time. There's in... two bars in Gaston I, I sell beer to. So, you know, and, and so that, you know, so, so I've actually spent the last couple months getting to know like the Western uh, 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 suburbs, but there's, there's people that, that are doing good work out there. There's even other breweries. Uh, there's two breweries in Forest Grove uh, that have guest taps, so they have their own selection of their beer, and then they're going to have a few guest taps. Uh, Ridge Walker in Forest Grove. If you ever want to take a, a Sunday afternoon drive, you know, out to you know wine country and hit a couple places, Ridge Walker does a good job. The food's good. Uh, there's another uh, kind of rustic old school brewery in uh, Forest Grove called uh, Waltz Brewing, like the dance waltz. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there, you know, there is stuff people have kind of migrated out that way and they're kind of, you know, so they're, they're, you well, know, probably properties cheaper, more affordable. Right. Right. And look, when you're, and you know, this opening a bar is not cheap. My perspective dealing with a bar in Hillsborough or Forest Grove, those markets, Tiger, Tualatin, are more receptive. They're almost like, oh, hey, you're coming to see me? Awesome. Thanks for stopping in. What do you got? I Actually, yeah, I would love to try your beer where, you know, you might go to unnamed tap room in downtown Portland and, you, you know, 15 of me have already right. been through that day and they're like, yeah, put your samples over there, man. And uh, you will, if you want to stop by later on or something like that, you know, yeah, that's the guy <laughs> you want to talk to, you know, so you, you get, you know, you get kind of a cold re- reception and, and you know what it does, it takes a while to kind of break the ice a little bit, figure out who the guys are that are, that, 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 that are buying the beer. But I have found that, uh, you know, I was working downtown for a while and, a lot of no's, a lot of no's. And then I remember getting out to and breaking the ice with uh, 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 like in Newburgh. You know, I think I sold my first keg in Newburgh. They, uh, and I was like, you know, this is what we got. I was kind of go through my spiel. And uh, the woman was like, uh, I'll take one. And I was like, I was like, Oh, well, really? I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so no, but, uh, it, it is people, you know what? People have been more receptive, uh, you know, because I, I think there is a beer snob attitude out there, you know, that, that, that people want to downplay a little bit, but you know, there's beer sniffer out there, you know, there's guy who, you know, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, and it starts to get weird a little bit, you know, and, and, and then all of a sudden you get these, you get these tap rooms that, that, you know, don't want to let their, their favorite beer drinker down all of a sudden, you know? So it's interesting to see who's receptive and who's not. And then, you know, you hope the beer is good enough that they keep buying it. So Nice. Well, uh, we'll come back one more segment. We're going to find out what are some of the hot brands, up and coming brands, and maybe even classic beer companies that continue to keep their stranglehold uh, within the Pacific Northwest market. Go to thatcast.com. You can download this podcast as well as others. 
at thatcast.com. Download it. You listen. You subscribe. You rate, review. You do the right thing. What companies, what breweries are hot right now? We're going to find out next. Are you unemployed? Looking to change career fields? Can you blow a whistle? If so, then look no further than the NFL. That's right, the National Football League. The NFL is now on the search for the next superstar official. You too will be able to take the same fields as Peyton Manning, Michael Vick, and Charlie Whitehurst. Well, maybe not Charlie Whitehurst. Act fast as positions are filling quickly. For more information on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, call 1-888-REPLACEMENT. That's 1-888-REPLACEMENT. The league will waive the pre-employment drug screen and issue all replacement officials with one free uniform and a whistle. Any injuries suffered while on the field will not be covered by the NFL. Again, for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, call 1-888-REPLACEMENT. That's 1-888-REPLACEMENT. Out-of-work officials are standing by. Want to advertise on this podcast or one like it and reach a targeted and engaged audience? Go to thatcast.com to start reaching our audience. Thatcast.com, that's where you can check out, download, subscribe, listen, rate, review, Locals Only Podcast and others. And we are a part of the uh, podcasting world now. Locals Only is on uh, the ThatCast Podcast Network. Um, would appreciate it. You know, it's a big deal if you go and download it, you listen, you subscribe, you rate and review. That's how uh, we get known. So spread the word, Locals Only. I am sitting at Beer Aficionado, Glenn Wallace's place, drinking a Saison, yeah. wrapping up this edition of Locals Only. And the the beer's good. And that's the, the main topic of this week's Locals Only. What are some of the hot brands, maybe new and upcoming breweries that people should be looking out for? And, you know, are there any dips from the big hitters and which big hitters are not only sticking around the marketplace, but getting better? Um, the Well, the ones, the big ones that stand out, we could like just go all over the state. Uh, Barley Browns, uh, Enterprise, Oregon. Uh, they do a fantastic job. And talking about like carving your market or getting a piece of that pie in the Portland market, awards help. You know, we got the Great American Brewers Fest in Denver uh, for 2018 going on in Denver right now. And you know, if you can come home with a, if you can come home with a gold or a silver or a bronze uh, for a style or a variety of beer, you know, that's what put Barley Browns uh, on uh, on the map. But closer to home, uh, if you go to Bend, uh, Crux continue to do a great job. Uh, Boneyard continued to do uh, a great job. Portland, uh, Breakside is doing a fantastic job. Uh, Burnside Brewing Hub, you know, those are, you know, those are, those are the brands that, you know, over, I don't know, I'd say the last six to 10 years have, 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 have stood the the test of time. And, you know, that I'm, and I'm missing some too. And, and, you know, some of the stuff that's, that's falling off the map, it's like, you don't see, you know, think about the old brands when you, if you go back 20 years to when you were just turning 21 and if, if you were living in Portland, you remember the Bridgeports and uh, the Portland 
Ale and your Widmers and your Full Sales. Oh and, yeah, you okay? Full sale, like and, right. Well, I moved back from I moved back to Portland from Florida, the Tampa area, in ninety three. No, late ninety four, winter in ninety four. So twenty five years ago, that long time ago. But for me, when I was living in Florida, it was Mick Dry, Michelob Dry. That was my beer of choice. And if I was living high on the hog, I'd get Heineken. Right. Yeah. So so I came back, and at that point being introduced to craft beers it was henry's it was it was weinhards it was old school that henry's was like starter starter right. craft it is it is, it is the total it is the total starters starter yeah. craft and then i moved you know i went to berry beers and i quickly came out of that and it was all about deschutes it was all about i went through my black butte porter phase I mean, I remember having a big party on when I, when I lived off Olgate, you know, you know, and it was you know, all. Yeah, I had two kegs of um, Mirror Pond, and dude, that was before Mirror Pond was even bottled. It, you could only get it off a tap or in a keg. Right, that was it. You know, and and they've they've Deschutes. You know, I don't put them in the same category with Widmere, no. uh, Full Sail. You know, the, the the other breweries we talked about. Um, they, you know, they've stood the test of time. They've, you know, they've they've done a good job at at at, at marketing. Uh, the Pearl t- a Tap House they have, uh, a really nice piece of property. Um, not that I love going down to the Pearl. Oh, speaking of the Pearl. Uh, Joey Harrington's bar already went under. Did you know that? It did it really? Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a, uh, I, you know what? Double check this. Okay. okay. But uh, it's going to be a tap house for like, I think backwoods brewery. Okay. Like, like I said, I I'm just throwing that out there, but in fact, uh, Joey Harrington's, uh, 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 uh foray into the, uh, uh, bar business in Portland lasted about a, y- a year. It's a tough racket. You <laughs> yeah. know this. Yeah, I did it for 11 years. So that's what I got <laughs> on you, Joey Harrington. I can't play the piano or football, but at least I got that on. You can uh, run a bar. I got that on Joey. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so you know what? It, it, it's, you know what? I think I, I think that your average craft beer drinker in Portland's pretty in tune with what's going on. And, and well, you what know. Are some, what are, all right. We talked about the big, big boys. What are some kind of percolating smaller breweries well that the the pacific northwest beer drinkers should be on the lookout for okay well you know try these just you know to be supportive and find a style that you like but uh there uh are other gypsy brewers uh such as asher david brewing that are out there please try one if you see it on draft somewhere uh uh pono brewing you'll see their handles uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're brewing at Zoigel House out in, in Lentz. I could be wrong. You know, call us or call Chop and he, he yeah. <laughs> and yeah. tell us if we're wrong. 503 you know, 88. <laughs> no, just kidding. So they're. But uh, sportschop yeah, yeah. at gmail.com. You can hit me up so there. They, uh, uh, so they're considered uh, a, a gypsy brewer. Uh, there's uh, Rosenstadt also, who is a. Uh, a gypsy brewer and and like i said these are people who are finding unused tank space at at smaller breweries to to brew batches of beer uh, to distribute so you know keep your keep your eye out uh for one of those uh i'll uh tell you a good 
uh, another nice neighborhood brewery is in Hillsdale, Sasquatch. I like the name. They, you know what they 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 have uh, they they have a cider division. North- do, do people go in there and go squatching? <laughs> no, I don't think it gets that corny. But anyway, decent. You know what? Good food menu and 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 they 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 have good beer. So keep that in mind if you're uh, in Southwest or uh, in the in the. Uh, uh, the Hillsdale area, Sasquatch is one of those people. You, they don't distribute a lot of beer. They self-distribute. You're probably not going to see it a lot of places, but it's certainly worth going to. All right. Before I cut you loose and you kick me out, hey, I'm drinking your beer and I'm taking up your time. What are what like? What are some guilty pleasure brands that oh. people like beer drinkers go in and they're like, no one's looking. All right. Give me. Give me a PBR. What are what are some what are some uh, guilty pleasures? Because for me, dude, right. I still, dude, I ride the silver bullet, dude. You know I what? go, cor- I go, cur- you know what? I, I stop banging on people for their beer decision unless unless you're going to drink something stupid like a pumpkin beer. Okay, Th- then it, it, you know, ah. uh, uh, the gloves are off. I'm, I'm I'll, I'll get you for that. Uh, but you know what? I had an ice cold. Uh, uh, Coors Original Banquet. The Ooh, other banquet, day. dude. And, and, you you know what? Dude, you cannot go wrong with a banquet. And I was like, and it was back. It was a couple weeks ago when there we ain't were, no downstream. You know, we were we were in the middle of that like ninety five degrees, and I was in Newburgh. Lawnmower swill. Am I and right? I, and I, you know what? I just was like, I, I saw it in the fridge, and I was like, you know what? Uh, I, you know what? I'll take a banquet. That sounds good. I, you know what? I'm a sucker for. Uh, Miller High Life in the bottle, the champagne yep. of beers. Oh, yeah. Dude, an ice cold Miller High Life. So there, you know, there's a time and a place for for any type of beer. And you know what? Sometimes if if I just pulled if I just pulled the pork shoulder out of my smoker, you know what? I'm not drinking three IPAs before I no. pulled. You know, I'm just not doing it. So that's when your classic American lager uh, comes into play for for having beers and at, at the barbecue because you know there's there's nothing wrong with it. There's and then on the other end of that, on the high end of that, there's stuff a guilty pleasure for me are like there's some dessert beers like the Southern Tier Creme Brulee Stout. No, don't you just dude, you just yes, did, I did this. Yes. You just went to dessert beers, dude. You know what? And and I I thought the no. same thing. Dude, the first time someone brought in, a rep brought in a 22-ounce. Just ounce. give me a coffee. Dude, seriously. Someone brought in, they brought in a 22-ounce bottle, and that was my same reaction. I saw the label, and it's 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 9.9%, okay? So it's high up there. And I got the 22-ounce bottle of it, and I was like, okay, really? This is where we're at? Creme brulee stout, huh? <laughs> so anyway, it's stout brewed with vanilla bean. And uh, you know what? I popped it open after my shift and I poured a glass of that. And I was like, you know what? That is really, really good. And so I would, I would tell, you know what? Like, because we have, we have the cheap beer. It's like, sure. You, you know what? I'll drink a, a don't uh, use cheap, affordable. Uh, I'll, okay, sure. I'll drink an affordable Rainier on a nice hot summer day but you know what 
October, November, 55 degrees, Pacific Northwest day, raining sideways. And you know what? A 22-ounce bottle of a 10% beer like a creme brulee stout or a, a, a bourbon-aged stout, you know, in a wild turkey barrel. Those, you know, th- that that's kind of a guilty pleasure for me right. too. Because you know what? It, it's just like it does get weird sometimes when you're when you're looking at a, you know, at a chocolate mango sour and you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like I, you know what? No. I just right. just no. There's there's Pride there's, right, well, there's no good time for that, I don't think, <laughs> you know, so, so you, 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 you can, there, you know what, there are some unique things out there that aren't necessarily weird, and there's nothing wrong with that, and, uh, and there's nothing wrong with a, a good old-fashioned, affordable American lager. You know what, I'm going to leave it by saying there is something wrong with a creme brulee beer, <laughs> all right? And if I'm completely out of my mind uh, or we left some beers off, some some good breweries we should be uh, taking a look at, you can all just email the, the podcast, sportschop at gmail.com. Wallace, give us your brewery's vitals. Okay, we are now brewing and first off what's the name again asher david brewing and cellar works okay uh, we're working on a tap room hopefully something in storia uh, near where we'll be brewing uh, we took over tank space at uh, what back in the day if you're an old school uh, brewery guy was pacific rim brewery uh, that became astoria brewing and they have a new facility, and we're using the tank space down uh, near uh, what is the uh, Wet Dog Cafe in Astoria. So uh, look for our beer on tap. Please enjoy one, Asher David Brewing. Twitter, Instagram. Oh yeah, you guys got you know what, socials. At, all at, at, you know what you can find. Search Asher David uh, or uh, at Asher David okay. uh, Brew at Asher David Brew. We're not very hard to find. Instagram. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, it's all there. Next week, you're definitely going to want to listen because that's when I give out my favorite color. Locals only, thatcast.com. Go there, download the podcast and others, such as the No Huddle on the Oregon Ducks with Justin Myers, Wake Up and Win. Do it. You listen, you subscribe, you rate, you review. Do the right thing. Thatcast.com right here on that cast podcast network we'll talk at you next week see ya discover the growing lineup of that cast network podcast and video casts at thatcast.com